0: The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osman Auction. And now, the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio,
1: 630 chat. Complete failure by the Edmonton Oilers tonight. They are blasted 4-0 by the Los Angeles Kings. A completely dreary effort by the Oilers, who manage only 16 shots of, on goal, and they have lost seven times in their last eight games, sinking to five hundred on the season with a record of 19-19-3, halfway point of the year for the Oilers, so they're going to have to do much better in the second half of the year if they have any dreams of making the playoffs. Thanks a lot for staying up with us tonight. It is 10.59. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins, Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line Oilers Hockey, presented by Osmond Auction. Well, I mean, that was completely terrible, Rob. And you, it, I, well, I mean, it was the entire game. There was never a moment where you thought, okay, the Oilers are in it. They're doing some good things. I mean, the Kings scored 315, you know, the first period and never looked back.
2: Yeah, he he never saw the spark that the Oilers needed. He he saw no spark from anyone on that bench. Um, It was a rare night where Leon and and Connor looked almost mortal, Uh, but there was an effort from them. Outside of that, there was not a lot of effort. There was not a lot of care. Um, Incredibly disappointing in a game that was huge for the Oilers. This is a tough road trip they're on. It gets harder as they go on the road trip. The further they go, the teams get much uh, the games get more important and they're in L.A. the worst team in the league coming off of shellacking on home ice they can't score goals the Oilers never tested Jonathan quick like I swear Reed you might have been able to play net for the Kings tonight and record a victory it I don't remember a, a big save that Jonathan made the entire game I uh, incredibly disappointing and the the pushes, the Oilers needed a push after a horrible first period you think okay the first five minutes of the second period they're going to come out with with some energy and, and some intensity. It didn't happen. Then going into the third period okay the third period I think Hitch is probably laid into them right now. Now you're going to see uh, just on them you, maybe they'll, someone will throw a puck in and just lay a big body check just to create some sort of excitement. Never saw that again. It was an incredibly sleepy performance by the Edmonton Oilers. Three shots in the first period for the Oilers.
1: The Kings had three goals. And you said it, Rob, just a, a sleepy performance. Just, just no life at all. And you, you wonder, I mean, you can go on and on tonight. The Oilers, as I said, only had 16 shots on goal. There were eight of the 12 forwards that didn't have a shot on goal. McDavid had four. Dreisaitl had two. Nugent Hopkins and Kara had one shot on goal each. You got two-thirds of your forwards. Guys mm-hmm. who are paid to be in the offensive zone and attack didn't even get a shot on the other team's goalie.
2: No, it's unacceptable. Uh, and it, it's shots are one thing, but if you're not shooting, then be physical. Get in someone's face. Do something after a face-off. Fight somebody. Anything to 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 show up and, and know show the people that you you understand the importance of this game. This was a, a desperate game for the others. They now are five points out of last in the Western Conference. And a bunch of teams have games in hand. On their, uh, if San Jose wins tonight, which they're winning in the third period last I looked, they will be 12 points out of a playoff spot in their own division at the halfway point of the season. And this is... I mean, there's been excitement this year at times for the Oilers. I mean, they've had their ups, they've had their downs. But, you know, they're going to be a playoff team. They just, they just need a run. hitches here, and Now they're, they're 12 points. They're going to be 12 points behind San Jose for the third place team in their division. That's unbelievable at the halfway point. This was, I, I, and, and, and again, I reiterate, disappointing is the, the word that, to me, that sums up this performance by the Edmonton Oilers.
1: 4 nothing. the Kings take it. It was not close tonight. And you made a good point. When the Oilers had that good run under Hitch, they were four points out of the best record in the conference. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, there were a few teams in, in front of them, and you realize they weren't going to go 9-2-2, two, two, but this is another disappointing thing about the season. They've had good runs, and then they've totally given it away. And they, and they have looked... In though in a lot of those times, completely outclassed. I mean, they lose six out of seven to lead to McClellan's firing. Now lose seven under eight in, under Hitch. They got blown away tonight. They got uh, blown away by San Jose. They got blown away in the last period and a half by Tampa Bay. Uh, they allowed four goals on six shots against the Vancouver Canucks to lose on home ice. You, you lost to a, a bad St. Louis Blues team. I mean, I mean, now they they had all those games where they they you know, toughed it out, they stayed in games, they won some low-scoring games, they won a couple of games in overtime, they came from behind a couple of times, and now it's just like they're handed points away on a platter.
2: Well, and what you are wondering about is, you know, outside of four players, there's been four consistent forwards on the team. Other than that, nobody's been consistent, and you could actually take any of the other forwards and put them in the press box, outside of their top four players. So you would think, okay, you better have, you know, i got to get on my horse tonight because, you know, we're going to get healthy. motors come back in. There, Jonathan Quick didn't have to make a save. There's guys, and, and you asked me before the game, who do I thought was going to have a good second half that's going to be spring to life offensively? And, and I said before, and tonight was a really good picture of it, none of the players that... People thought would score hope that would score for the Os this year have been snake-bitten where the puck's just not going in for them They're not getting any chances. I don't remember Pooley having a even a close look like even uh, Lucic absolutely zero looks um, Raddy um, Reader like they weren't even close to getting a scoring opportunity Let alone a shot on net today, and that's what's disappointing because the LA Kings this isn't the Tampa Bay Light, and this isn't the San Jose Sharks. This is a team that just got shellacked on home ice, that has struggled all year long, got no confidence, and the Oilers mustered 16 shots against them.
1: 4 nothing. LA wins. So, Rob, where does a, a potential turnaround start? I mean, they're right back at it against Anaheim. The, you know, you still got the, the, the three dangerous offensive players. I mean, Chase on won't be happy tonight, obviously, but he's... He has some goals on the year. Where where does it have to start tomorrow? Who has to do something to prove that this game isn't gonna happen again?
2: Well the problem is all season long it's been on the back of their star players. And they either win because of their star players or they lose because their star players aren't able to carry an entire franchise on their back. Um, I know that everyone was excited about the Arizona game where they won. The others weren't that good in that game. And I know they Well first
1: sh- period they were
2: Almost as bad as they yes, were tonight, and they beat a bad Arizona team who had six players out of the lineup too, and barely beat them. I mean, it was two one, and Galanchuk. Uh, how do you say his name again? Galchenyuk. Galchenyuk. He misses an open net with two minutes to go in the game that almost tied the game up. So the Oilers need, uh, I, I they, the the need players who aren't their stars to show up in some sort of role in this game tomorrow night, and it they don't have to score. But be physical, be aggressive, show you care. Because tonight did not show that they cared.
1: Yeah, this was pretty pretty concerning because, uh, like we said, the Oilers were were never in it, and you know, two games in a row against not very good teams mm-hmm. teams that you're going to have to win the season series against if you want to get into the playoffs you know you you can't win it against LA you've already lost two out of three with one to go so you get out shot 16-7 against Arizona and fall behind one nothing mm-hmm. now you're able to come back in the second and and win it but then you know tonight th- like three shots on goal and Koskinen this is a, a. He's pulled for the second time in the last few games. He he had he was the one that allowed four on six against mm-hmm. the Canucks, three on eight tonight. But I I'm also looking at him. Okay, well Jones gets walked, and then the the Oilers fail to clear the puck numerous times, and Toffoli's all alone in front, and then you know Manning is pinching down the below the, the hash mark with, I mean, and and away they go, two on one. So it's just like mind boggling risks or sloppy clears in your your handing team's scoring chances.
2: Well, when your goaltenders are always in high stress situations, eventually pucks are going to go in the net. And people say well you need to get a save. Well, yeah, but when Jonathan Quick makes a big save, it was he only faced three grade A scoring chances. You I mean Koskinen and, and Talbot in a number of these games are facing, you know, seven, eight a period. And if you continue to face Time after time after time, eventually things are going to squeak by. Uh, I, I think today we saw Petrovich and, and Manning their uh, their weaknesses. Yeah. We saw the Wart's name. We saw why they were healthy scratches where they were f- where they came from, from Florida and Chicago. Uh, foot speed in a, in a league that's getting faster. Uh, the, the one goal, the Tefoley goal, they both had the puck on their stick twice and couldn't clear it out. Manning was. Six feet from the blue line, puck on a stick, no Shot one right no one on king. him, like nobody on him. And he put it right off of Doughty, puck comes back, puck goes off Petrovic, then Toffoli goes in, uh, it's, and then, but you, you say those guys struggle, but then you look at the, the, the offensive players, I mean, not creating, not being in the right spot defensively, there's one play offensively. Lucic, the puck comes around. Pulyarvi pushes the puck to Lucic. Lucic pinches his man, does a good job defending him, and pushes the puck back down behind the net where Pulyarvi's supposed to be. All of a sudden, you see in the TV screen, Pulyarvi skates right by Lucic, and Lucic kind of looks like, where are you going? Like, this is, you've got to read plays, understand the game. And this is one of the reasons Pulyarvi's not creating anything offensively. He doesn't know where to be in the offensive zone. Like he skated, he was in the right spot, and then skated to the guy that had the puck, and now the guy has no one to, nowhere to move the puck. That's why plays die, and that's why the Oilers are getting nothing offensively when McDavid and Drysett aren't on the ice.
1: The Oilers humiliated tonight, four nothing by the Los Angeles Kings. Here's their head coach, Ken Hitchcock.
2: Mm, not the, being on The
3: start. <laughs> come on, we had one player show up and play. Darnell Nurse was our best player by a mile. He was one of the most competitive players on the ice, and that's all we had. We, we, we didn't compete. Their best players were their best players. We didn't compete. So this isn't on, this is on everybody. Everybody. When you have one player that competes at a high level in a game like this, it's, it can't be acceptable. There's been too much of this go on in the first 41 games. We win one, and then we take our foot off the gas. And that's exactly what we did. But, come on, when one guy's at that level and everybody else is struggling even to compete for a puck, come on. It's what happens when you don't show up.
4: How does this happen in a game that you guys really needed? You're four points out of a playoff
3: spot, playing the last-place team in the conference, and this happens. You know what, Rob? I think you are what you are. And right now, what has to change for us, we're a situation-motivated team. The situation motivates us. And it has to come from in the locker room. So you or I or anybody else, we can bark and bitch and scream and yell all we want, but it has to come from inside the locker room. And the situation is motivating us. I've only been here twenty games, but and and I see the situation motivates. We lose, we get embarrassed, we get motivated. And that can't that isn't a playoff team. That isn't a playoff attitude. And we have to change. But this is this can't be acceptable. When you have one player that's that far ahead of everybody else, it just can't be acceptable. Is that a character flaw in the room then? Or is that, is I, that... I don't know what it is, but we'll, we'll figure it out. But, you know, I've said enough. I'll get myself in even further trouble. This is not acceptable.
1: All right, well, Hitch is uh, furious, clearly the mm-hmm. most upset we have
2: heard him in his 21
1: games as Weathers head coach.
2: Yeah, and that's not... The real upset. That's the upset that he's given the press. He'll be different in the dressing room in front of the players. He'll be different in the coaching room. He was calm to to uh, to appease his press conference, but you uh, could you he could feel, hear it in his voice. He is so disappointed at the effort that the others gave tonight, and he, and he should be. This was uh, there's no games that are gimmies in the National Hockey League. There's too many good hockey players. This team's got some all-stars on their team, but this L.A. team has struggled this year. Struggled. Uh, they've lost a coach this year. Had a coach get fired because they had such a bad year. And for the effort, the others. It's one thing to get outskilled. Another yeah, thing for you know, thing breaks to come. But
1: Winnipeg, they got beat. Yep, because it was Winnipeg. Frustrating, and they weren't deep enough. But, but they
2: got Winnipeg beat. is a better hockey club yeah. than them. But tonight, they just didn't show up. They they did not show up in this hockey game tonight.
1: Are you? I don't know if comfortable is the right word. Are you surprised he singled out one guy for playing well after a game like that? Like, if you were the coach, would you just lump everybody in?
2: No, because it's unfair to lump everyone in. It's unfair to say our entire team was horrible when you got a guy that actually did play and put an effort in. And I think what he's pointing out to the team is, like, that is what I want. So he's, he's putting him on a bit of a So Okay, that is how you compete in a hockey game. And I, I like the word he used, compete, because there was an incredible lack of competing. Again, I keep going back. There's four guys on this team that are offensive. Chason's in that group only because he's had a hot stick. He he understands his role. He knows what he's supposed to do. The rest of the players are not offensive players. They haven't done it all year long. Some of them have never done it in their careers. So know your role. Know what you're supposed to do on the ice. None of them did it. It was was an easy, easy game for the Los Angeles Kings.
1: Well, that's a good point. And you mentioned quick 16 saves for his 300th career win, by the way. The toughest save he has he had was actually a pass that went off Jake Mosley. Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, again, I don't remember a scoring attempt that was that you thought, oh, this could be. No, okay, he made a save. He didn't have to make a save. It was unbelievable, uh, the effort that the Oilers put forward tonight.
1: We got a message here on Twitter from BLH, he says can you guys talk about Lucic going after Leipzig what's up with that, why doesn't he go after Doughty or Kopitar, instead he goes after a player a third his size.
2: Well, to me that was frustration he wanted out of the game, simple as that he wanted out of the game, he was embarrassed by the way the game had gone, he's going to slash the guy, do it a couple times, kick me out ref so I can go to the dressing room. So I assume you don't like that. No, I don't. I mean, do it Do it when the game matters. And you don't have to go two-hand dowdy or two-hand copadar, but be physical on them. Show up when it matters. I hated when players showed up, at the game is over, there's four minutes to go, three minutes to go, you're about to lose the game, now I'm going to go and be tough. I'm going to fight. Yeah. Do it when the game matters. You, Milan Lucic can change the complexion of a hockey game in one shift. If he goes out there, and we've seen him do it, where he'll go he'll run a guy in one side, he'll go all the way across the ice, run a guy in the other, then finish it off on the way to the bench, hit a third guy. That sends a message to both teams. It sends a message to the LA Kings, and it sends a message to his bench. Tonight, the message he sent was I want this, I want this game to be over. So kick me out now.
1: Four nothing. Los Angeles embarrassing Edmonton. Tonight, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Robbie on the line. Hey Robbie, go ahead. Hey
5: guys, how are you? Tonight? Not bad. Good. Um, I love Hitch's interview. To be honest, I kind of want to be a fly on the wall for the real
1: you
6: know,
5: <laughs> right. things he wanted to say. Um, first of all, there's one good thing we can take from this: is that the good people of Edmonton didn't have to pay two to three hundred dollars a ticket to see that trash, and pay twenty dollars a beer. You know, that, that's the only good thing that came out of this. Um, it, it was interesting how uh, Jack and Bob, how we're talking about how Lucic was going after a guy of a his size and you know he made it clear that his friends in LA are more important than this hockey team that's how I interpret this um, I, don't, I don't know where they go from this uh, to be honest as a fan who spends a lot of money on tickets and merchandise you know um, I kind of want I want someone aside from Torelli who just doesn't really say much in his interviews like maybe Bob to come out and, and explain to the fans and to the fan base what we're seeing Uh, Because me and a lot of people are just, we're we're to that point where enough's enough. You know, I'm, it takes a lot to spend the money that we, the fans do to watch this kind of hockey. Um, Like I said, luckily it wasn't in in Edmonton. Um, But anyway, uh, good show guys. Thanks.
1: Yeah, thanks for calling, Robbie. Yeah, I mean, despicable game. No other way to put it. Our adjustment of the game for tomorrow against Anaheim for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. will be everything. Fair be, enough? Yeah, be way, way better. <laughs> yeah, do everything about 5,000 times better. Then uh, tonight, what are some other stats here? Uh, shots were 23-16 for the Kings. Goal scores for L- L.A. Clifford, Foley, Carter, and Kopitar, who got his 300th goal. Both teams 0-3 on the power play. The Kings put another puck in the net with a minute eight to go. The Oilers challenged for offside. It was offside, so that came off the board. Kings 58% to 42% for the Oilers in the face-off circle. Every L.A. King was plus except for Derek Forbort, was even. Which shows you... Now, how is that possible? Because he got an assist in a game with no power play goals. He must have touched the puck and changed. And left.
2: Which goal did he get the assist on? Uh, the, very f- the first one. He oh, must that's have... when Clifford went the length of the ice. So
1: he must have passed it to Dowdy, who got it ahead to Clifford.
2: Which is funny, because normally in a, in a game when a, a defenseman goes and changes, and they score... Right away, that defensemans that jumped on, jump back on the bench, and the guy that was on the start with for the whole shift goes back out for the plus. So normally they do that. He must have just been really, really tired.
1: All right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Troy on the line. Good evening, Troy. Hi. Good evening, guys. How are you? Uh, pretty good.
4: Um, yeah, I didn't watch the game, but I heard what went on, and uh, I'm just curious: is there is there drama? Like, is the, if a the team loses? To a, a team like la or anything and barely keeps up with the coyotes like last game like are the players getting along um like you can't you can't go losing that many games or like not try like are they just in it to get get a get some cash like just to play or oh, it's just hockey like right. like i'm a like uh, i love the oilers but i just don't want to cheer for the calgary flames just because like i'm from alberta so that's the only Alberta team I have to cheer for in the playoffs. Then it'll so be it. But I would like to cheer for my team, the Oilers. To okay,
2: thanks, Troy. Appreciate well, it. I I I, and I don't think there's any drama. No, um, I don't. I don't think losing to the LA Kings is horrible. I think not showing up against the LA Kings is what's tragic. Uh, and, and maybe, and I've said this before. Maybe we're overestimating the ability of this team. Maybe this is more what they are. Uh, I I think the lack of effort is wrong, but maybe the record is more indicative of where that maybe this is a team that's going to have to struggle and hope for breaks to be able to become a playoff team. Maybe everybody was the procrastinators, everyone was, or the the people that were predicting at the beginning of the season. Maybe we all predicted wrong, and we, uh, maybe Connor Connor McDavid's back wasn't big enough to carry what he's got to carry into the playoffs because uh, what we've seen as of late, I mean, this. Maybe this is the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, well, it's pretty – I mean, the thing – and I was talking
1: about this with Bob on, on the face-off show, and you and I have talked about this too. There are players who aren't just underperforming. Like, they are drastically – okay, I think Shirelli has overestimated some players. Oh, absolutely. Ryan has. Spooner, he has uh, he has overestimated. Yep. Um, but, I mean, Toby Reader, I, I read off his goals in I previous seasons. I saw that, 13, 14, 16, and 12. He has zero goals in 28 games. I mean, if he had three, you'd think, oh, geez, he's not doing very well. He's only on pace for six. Like, he's and
2: when still is, on pace for zero goals. And when is the last time you remember Reader had a good scoring chance? That's, I know that, That's it, the thing. He's not getting robbed. No, he's I know. He's had a couple good chances. About year. 10, 12 games ago, I think there was a couple games where he had a couple breakaways. But I don't remember another scoring chance that he has had in the last dozen games. So I mean, it's not yeah. It's not like he's getting. And he's played a lot with Drive Settle and Nugent Hopkins. Yeah, he has. And I, but I don't remember a scoring chance, let alone, uh, a, not even, not even like not even a great scoring a scoring chance at all. Milan Lucic, uh, last year, and we've talked about it a lot. Last year when he was struggling, the last forty games or whatever it was, he had some good games. And and he had and he had a number of chances. I mean, hit and post goalies making saves, shooting pucks back through the the crease, missing open nets. Again, when is the last time you remember Milan Lucic had a scoring opportunity? I can't remember one. Like a Grade A one. Yeah, I can't remember one. It's been again. It's been weeks and weeks, and and he also he gets some power play time. He's had he's he getting minutes. It's just not there. Yeah.
1: So that to me, it, it's it's a. I mean, I've definitely been critical of of Shirelli and some of his moves, and uh, but there are players who in. Their NHL careers, even recently in their NHL careers, have been decent producers, and then that and that's the thing. I mean, they're four points out of the playoffs. If if as a lineup, they had eight to ten extra goals, they probably have two extra wins,
2: mm-hmm. or more. Yeah, you're absolutely they right. They don't even have. Them. Hey, just a side note too. When you talked about Forbert not being plus tonight on that first goal, Doughty and he both had assists on that first goal. Neither one are put on oh, the ice. No didn't get a plus either. No, neither one got it a plus. The two guys, the two defensemen that got assists on the first goal, neither one got a plus.
1: All right, four nothing. Los Angeles over Edmonton. The Oilers have lost seven of their last eight. We have Mike on the line. Hey, Mike, you're on with Robin Reed. Hey, guys.
7: I, I just have a couple of points and then a couple of questions, but I'll just go through what I got here and, and listen for your answers. Um, I don't see this team as actually having an identity, and I think they need one mcdavid gets elbowed in the head and nobody makes him answer for it um i, I almost that other guy touched on it a bit but it, it almost seems like lucic is a too buddy buddy to make anyone answer for it and it it should have been Doughty. he's he's laughing on the bench and nobody you know it, that was disgusting for me i, I just I, tonight it looked like a lack of pride in themselves as athletes and that's that's disturbing to see um I wonder too if they're underestimating a so-called weak team, or it was just a matter of laying an egg. And who do you start goal to tomorrow?
1: Well, I'd put Talbot in. I think the plan was to start him anyway.
2: Yeah, I think Talbot will play too. Yeah. As far as lack of pride, yeah, you're right, and that's the one thing that they'll talk about in the dressing room. And I've been in many dress rooms where you have a horrible game with a lack of effort, and the first thing says, "Do you not have pride in your sweater?" So tonight, they, the Oilers did not play with pride. As for Dowdy, I mean. McDavid is going to get extra whacks, extra hits all the time. That's the only way he can slow him down. So what do you do? You go and respond. Go be physical. Hit Dowdy. I mean, Dowdy plays usually 25 minutes a night. You're going to have opportunities. I I don't remember. And and I'm not saying target him. Hit him because the more you hit him, the less effective he's going to be. I don't remember him being touched. I don't remember there being anything towards him. Yeah. Actually, they said the Oilers had 25 hits. I don't recall 20 of them. It was yeah, just well
1: by default, I guess. If you don't have the puck, you get credit for a few hits. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. But yeah, I mean, if you're out of a game, there's two ways to get back in it. You can say, okay, you know what, we we're let's let let's forecheck. Yeah. Let, let's let's get cycling the puck, or let's go out there and bang and be pains in the butt, and maybe we get a power play. Maybe we get it down to a four on four with Dowdy in the box with one of us. Well, but just
2: nothing. As as the game went on, the lines got switched up, and the the one line that ended was Caro played with Lucic and Cassian. So when they're sitting on the bench, it would be very simple. Okay, next shift we get out there. Whoever's got the puck, throw it into the opposite guy's corner and let's run someone. And I've been on many teams where we've talked about that. Lines have done that. I've been on lines where we've discussed things. Okay, this is what we have to do. It, that never happened. It wasn't even close to happening. So, I uh, th- I've been in games that have gone awful like tonight's half. Uh-huh. I've been in games where but Usually they were one-offs. So, you know what, we, okay, we'll okay. forget about that. It just it just was a one-off game. But this is seven out of eight games. This is have not been played well in a long, long time, knowing the importance of this weekend. And that's what's so disappointing. That's why a little harsher tonight than usual.
1: 4 nothing. L.A. beating Edmonton. Alex Chason returned to the lineup after missing three games. Here he is.
2: Talk about how it all played out.
8: We obviously... Uh... Our first ten minutes was was not good enough. Uh, we got down a goal and uh, another one, and um, obviously it's been tough times as of late. Uh, we got to find a way here. to These games are so important down the stretch. We got to find a way to make sure we're prepared and. Um, I don't think that has anything to do with effort I think that's just preparation
3: Uh, you talked about it being a tough loss is it maybe a good thing you guys are getting back into game action right away tomorrow not really sitting on it or dwelling on it at all
8: yeah uh, I mean that's probably the the best thing to do is learn how to uh, turn the page here Um, we got a game in less than 24 hours so uh, we're obviously going to have to do a lot better than uh, what we do what we did tonight we're capable of doing that what do you mean preparation when you say that you need better preparation for these games? I mean you gotta look at the standings um, I mean I know we I think teams don't really do don't really talk about it but I think everyone's aware of what's going on and um, when you're playing against a, a team in your division, uh, those are big points. And um, I think, you know, you look at the goals, I I, I think it's, you know, it's system play. And um, every guy has to take better pride in um, what they do on the ice, and uh, myself included. Um, it's just not good enough.
1: Well, absolutely. Oilers lose 4 nothing to the Kings. That is Alex Chason. We have Scott on line one. Hey, Scott, go ahead. Hey, how are you guys doing? I'm doing okay.
9: Okay, well, and that's, here we are again, right? Um, just calling, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I'm not going to say what they did right, what they did wrong, who they should trade, who we should get. Um, you know, just calling as a fan, saying... After many years, I've been a fan since I was five years old, 35 years ago, watching Gretzky win the cup with the Oilers, uh, you know, instilling myself as a fan, an Edmonton Oilers fan for life, bleeding blue and orange, trying to push that into my kids where, you know, years ago I was outstanding with them. A couple years ago, with signs on the side of the road while they're in the playoffs with hope now after 10 years of not being in the playoffs that here we are again and we have a team again and, and again, disappointed watching the games, sitting around with my family, you know, gathering around the TV for the oiler games. But yeah, now another year of disappointment and it just seems to be ongoing, ongoing, ongoing. And I don't want to be the fan that throws the Jersey on the ice, but I'm starting to feel that at this point, I have to sign off as an Oiler fan.
1: All right. I don't know what else. I don't know what
9: else to say. It's it's just gone to that point. I, I, you know, we've watched this team try and try again, but it's just, it's just not good enough. I mean, we hope and we hope and we hope, and and we just get the same thing year in and year out.
1: Well, Scott, we'll miss you, but do you want to finish the play before you go?
9: I do want to finish the play.
1: All right, we want to put your name into a draw for a one-hour rental at Fast Track Indoor Karting. Safe, adrenaline-pumping fun, FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. Turns and jams it off the glass, and it's sent tumbling back to center. McDavid knocked off his feet. And
10: now Chason will go right back into the grill of Jeff
1: Carter, who I think landed the shot on Connor McDavid that Chason took exception to. Did we, did we lose Scott for the contest? Well, okay. Well, we wanted we wanted to put his name into the draw. Scott, call back.
2: I think he was going to win, too. Elvis online,
1: too. Go ahead, buddy. Nice meeting you the other day, by the way. Oh, that was awesome, Reed
6: uh, You know what? Happy New Year, guys. And and I just want to say, like, everyone's calling for Shirelli's head. They have to look at, like, you listen to Scott, you have to look at, like, everybody else, like, I mean, everybody who's been involved in this organization for years and years and years, they all have to go. I mean, Cates, you better make a decision because you watched your best player get checked to the ice tonight. You watched him get elbowed in the face. You watched all this stuff. And we, as Oiler fans, we spent a lot of good money to go to those games. And this is ridiculous. You should not have to put up with this. There was no urgency in that game tonight. Your best player got knocked to the ice. Your coach called, uh, told everybody that the best player was 25 when you watched 97 trying to get stuff going. They can't do that every night. And it's really, really disappointing. I sit there, and Mr. Brown, I got a question for you. Yep. When you when you were, when you were playing, I watched you mm-hmm. tons. If you were in a situation like this where it's like, it seems like Lucci's checked out tonight, uh, Cassian wanted to be a, 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 a superstar instead of then waving a stick. When they hit McDavid, someone needs to stand up. If they would have did that when you were playing with Pittsburgh to any one of their stars, what would happen?
2: Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, it was a different set of rules back then. Players policed more so than the referees did. But yeah, you, you looked after your own. and. It, there, again, know your role. Understand what you're supposed to do on the ice. Understand what your what your position is. Like if you're not a goal scorer and your top players are getting checked, well, go out and do something about it. Doesn't mean you have to grab the guy and beat beat him to a pulp, but there's opportunities to throw body checks. There's opportunities for a late hit. Come in after a, a whistle and a scrum. Grab Dowdy around the 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 face mask and turn his helmet around. Stuff like that. Send a message that way. There was. Uh, absolutely zero compete by the Edmonton Oilers and and certain players were worse than others but yeah you're right absolutely right
1: well Robin I've said this to you before and I you know I think you know where I'm coming like obviously you've played and I didn't so I think but I think you know I just bring this up honestly and I think generally you agree with me is I you know when I watch a sport I always think why does a team have to wait for something bad to happen Mm mm-hmm W- now, the Oilers never did anything all night, <laughs> but I'm also sitting there thinking, well, shouldn't you be hitting Dowdy on the first Anyways, shift, regardless yes. of what he's doing? Because, shouldn't you be yep. checking on Zay Kopitar anyway? Like, you shouldn't have to wait for him to score a goal and get a couple of shots, and then six minutes into the game be like, oh, yeah, Kopitar, maybe we should try to Like, that's that's what frustrates me. Like, initiate. Like, well, you're you know, right. Just you sit back and wait for something to happen.
2: In this game, if your name is Kara... Reeder, Manning, Lucic, Brodziak, Cassian, um, Pugliarvi. Hit somebody. Like, go and be, because none of you are scoring. You're not putting the puck in there. You're not creating anything offensively. So do something else. And I always go back to, to, to Sam Gagne. When he was here, he came from a a hockey family. His father played in the National Hockey League for years. Undersized player, understood his role, and passed it along to Sam. When Sam wasn't scoring, and he went through some droughts, he fought someone, he'd hit someone, because he understood that if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I better be a positive influence on the hockey game some other way. There's a number of players that are in incredible slumps right now on this team. And they're not scoring, but they're not fighting and they're not hitting, and they're not being a pest, then what are you doing? How are you a positive influence on a hockey game? And there's too many players on this team right now that think they are something that they're not. Well, and Hitch reference side. Yeah, and it's true, they think there's something. He didn't
1: say that directly, but he implied it. Oh, we win a game, and all of a sudden we think, oh, here we go, we're not under
2: stress anymore. And, and the one caller called earlier, and, and he mentioned Cassian. When you go to the first line, don't change your game. The reason you were put on the first line is because Hitch wanted a physical force. Don't start making behind the back passes. If you're Milan Lucic, dump the puck to yourself in the corner. Instead of trying to beat a guy one-on-one, dump it to yourself so you can run that guy through the boards. Um, not enough... Jujar Kara. today he did a th- around, 360 around the back pass. You're six foot four and you're a specimen. Lay somebody out. That's what Those things are just as important. Hits are just as important as goals in a game because you can change the way a game moves. And too many others don't understand what their roles are. And the thing is, Hitch doesn't care. Hitch will start benching guys. doesn't matter what your name is. Hitch, he's got nothing to lose. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame at some point. He's on a one-year contract. He might be gone at year's end. He's going he's to do it his way, and he's going to try to win his way. And there's going to be some players who don't expect will all of a sudden be getting their ice time cut even more.
1: 4 nothing. The Kings smoke the Oilers tonight. Whenever Edmonton scores five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on the Oilers page on 630CHED.com. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. That would be a free appetizer coupon for Japanese Village. seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Gary on the line. Hey, Gary. Hey,
10: how are you doing, guys? Good. <laughs> I know it was a tough game for the Oilers, but I'm hoping that we're going to get uh, Benning and back and Russell because, really, uh, if you look at that game in the first period, and I think you guys know this, is Jones, uh, Manning, and what's the name?
1: Petrovic. Petrovic. They, they yeah. had struggles, yeah. yep.
10: Yeah, they had struggles. And I know they just traded for these guys, but, I mean, I think the number one thing here is is they don't have foot speed. And looking at it tonight, I mean they weren't even aggressive, but I'm hoping that we're going to get Benning and Russell back. but I want to make one uh, significant point. Number one, when we started the year, we said that we had to fill a bunch of holes, right? And we were always talking about forwards. So we fill a hole with Reader, Spooner and Brasiak, right? Yeah I mean, these guys couldn't put the puck in the ocean. I mean, that's what we need. We need some. We needed one player, one more player, so we'd have five players that could put the puck in the net. And here we are starting the season all over again with a bunch of players that are under average and can't put the puck in the net. And it's all Peter's doing. It's not nobody else's doing here. You know, you look at, at the players he's brought in. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just uh,
1: mind-boggling. Well, Spooner's on, on Shirelli for sure. We were talking about Reeder. It's it's still shocking he has zero goals. Like I said, three would have been three or four would have been disappointing. Uh, I mean Brodziak wasn't necessarily yeah, brought but, here to
2: score. But when you when you talk about Reeder though, they brought him in to be a top six forward. He's not a top six forward. So they were overestimating. Oh fair point. Yeah, because yeah. they was he was gonna play with Leon Dreiso. That was his plan. He's never been a top six forward and produced in producing the National Hockey League level. Oh, no, that's a fair point.
1: All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. If you're on hold, we are going to get to you. You will also hear from Adam Larson. Oilers lose 4 nothing to the Kings, only 16 shots on goal. The game presented by Osmond Auction. This is Canadian Brewhouse, Overtime Open Line. This is the
0: Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio, 630-10.
6: Carter loads up, doesn't shoot. Back- to Kopitar. Top of the right circle.
1: Cross-lice.
5: reshot shot save made by Cam Talbot,
1: and a beauty against Kovalchuk. Alright, that was a save of the game for Jiffy Lube. Get winter ready at Jiffy service.ca. Oilers crushed 4-0 by the Los Angeles Kings. Also tonight Sharks over the Lightning 5-2. Flames beat the Flyers 3-2 in overtime. Wild win 4-3 over the Senators. Bruins knock off the Sabres 2-1. Maple Leafs roll past the Canucks 5-0. Predators win on the road 4-1 against the canadians blue jackets in ot 4-3 against the panthers islanders get past the blues 4-3 the oilers farm team bakersfield losing in overtime 2-1 to tucson world junior 3-2 finland over the united states in the gold medal game Late winning goal with a minute 26 left. Russia 5 2 over the Swiss for the bronze. The U of A beat Manitoba 5 4 in overtime. Manitoba tied it with 0.7 left on the clock, but Luke Phillip gets the OT winner for the Bears. Football Dallas holding off Seattle 24 22. Indy beat Houston 21 7. The scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Drive away with your newer used trailer. Head to EdmontonTrailer.com. Did I miss anything? Oil Kings play tomorrow at 2.
2: Yeah, we got you got it all. A lot of lot of stuff going on tomorrow. A couple of football playoff games, yep. Oil King game, Oiler game. Oh yeah, we're back tomorrow. We are back again. Well, Hopefully the Oilers will show up tomorrow.
1: Nothing, night. nothing like getting right
2: back at it. I tell you, when you have a game as bad as the Oilers played tonight, you do not want to sleep more than one night on it. You want to play right away to make amends.
1: All right, Phil on line five. Go ahead, Phil. Read, Rob.
2: How's it going?
1: Good. Hey, a uh,
7: couple of things on my mind. First off, we have a one-man team. Other coaches have learned, shut down McDavid, shut down the team, and we've seen that tonight, just like we've seen it in Vancouver. Okay? We can't operate like that. Our entire team is built around McDavid. Okay? Now, we have depth. Okay? I want to talk about depth. We have depth in goaltending. We have two top-notch goaltenders, or, you know, pretty decent goaltenders.
2: Well, but i I we question that right now.
7: Well, Koskinen's had a couple of bad nights, but Koskinen has has come in pretty good, okay? Um, We've got some depth there. With the introduction of Petrovich and Manning, we now, in looking at the bigger picture, if we include uh, Bouchard and Ethan Baer, we have got some depth in defense, okay? We've got uh, 11 top seven defensemen. We've got uh, Andre Sequeira, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, he's been injured for quite a while. He's going to be coming back here pretty soon. Okay, He's 30 years old. He's $5.5 million. Dollars. If I'm Chiarelli, I'm seriously looking at trading Andre Sacra for a player of the you're, caliber.
2: You're, of you're not going to get anything for Andre Sacra right now. He's a guy coming off two years of injuries. No one knows what he's going to be like when he comes back. Bob Stoffer actually talked about it tonight. He doesn't know if he's going to be an effective player when he gets back in the lineup because he's been out that long. You're not going to get nobody's going to take Andre Sekra and his contract. No team in the NHL will take it because they don't know what they're getting. So basically,
7: he's another loose teach at this
2: point. No, I wouldn't say that. We well, I mean, he, we got to see. He
7: hasn't been playing. He hasn't been right. playing,
2: yeah. so it's not yeah. him, but there, no one's going to take his contract. He's been it's yeah. it's two full years of injuries. He didn't play very well last year when he came back. He had a yeah. good summer, he was excited, so no. And then I question, I mean, the Oilers, are, when you talk about depth on the back end, uh, Manning and and uh, Pretrovic are, are two are two f- healthy scratches for, from bad hockey clubs. So, and then Ethan Bear hasn't proven that he can come play at this National Hockey League lever, level. Bouchard's probably going to spend the year, I would think, in the minors to start with next year. So I'm, I don't know. I think the problem with the Oilers right now is their lack of depth. I don't think they have good enough yeah. depth players outside of McDavid, Drysettle, and Nugent Hopkins. Depth is a problem for the Oilers.
1: Yeah, and, and look, they they obviously miss Clefbaum. Yeah, absolutely they do. They shouldn't do. lose almost every yeah. single game. Well, when, you, when you lose a key player.
2: Bob Stofford had a, a, a good tweet not too long ago when he showed the records of Vegas with and without, um, who's the kid, the defenseman? Schmidt, Schmidt. Nate Schmidt. With, with him in the lineup, they're like 25 and 4. Without him, they were 10 and 13. And then they showed, who was the other one that they had was injured, another defenseman. He
1: might have, did you do. I can't remember. It was
2: another team whose top defenseman was out as well. Oh, it was PK Subban. With them, they were nine, or without them, they were nine, nine, and three. With them, they were 18 and four. Something along those lines, which is true. Without your top defenseman, it's going to hurt you. The problem is, those other teams were getting by without their top D men They were they were keeping their head above water. Problem for the Oilers, they're not getting by. They're not keeping yeah. their head above water. They are drowning right now without Oscar Clefbaum, which means you have a lack of depth in the back end.
1: And again, if the Oilers had half their points in the games Clefbaum had missed, they'd be in the playoffs.
2: Exactly. And that's they're giving them all. and Nashville is and the Vegas Golden Knights are because they got by when their top players were hurt.
1: All right, Terry on the line. Go ahead, Terry.
12: Rob Reed, happy New Year once again. I'm just gonna I'm not gonna um hammer too much on tonight's game. Just a quick observation. <clears throat> and then I wanna talk about something even more dire than that. Um <clears throat> tonight I don't know how many times I noticed three um Oilers within five feet of each other in the offensive zone. That sort of looked like peewee hockey or else it's training camp. We got so many new players around. Um I don't know, you were uh, playing hockey still in the mid-90s, weren't you, uh, Rob?
2: Yep, I was.
12: Yeah, so you probably wouldn't remember the, the the situation here in Edmonton and Calgary. At that time, we had two really, really lousy teams, two really lousy economies. The oil patch went uh, south in a hurry. It was it was really tough times. And Molson's Brewery actually had a campaign, you know. They were... Um, Promoting their product and, and donating money directly to both uh, the Oilers and the uh, Calgary team at that time. And it was it was rough rough sailing. I can remember going to games in the mid nineties, and uh, there were only like half the seats. All taken. right, Terry, Terry, where are you going with this, man? Well, what I'm going with this is that. <clears throat> these guys got to be careful uh, whether we've got too many cooks in the, in in in, in stirring the pot uh Shirely, I don't know what he's doing um uh, I really really question him and and Lucic if 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 it's time you know maybe he has to sit on the bench a couple of games if if he hasn't got the pride to stand up for his teammates you know, we we got tickets now in the nosebleed section that are two hundred and twelve dollars per ticket. Back in the nineties, they were thirty five bucks a piece. Uh, how long before? N- never mind the uh, the crowd that sits up there in the in the boxes. How long before uh, you got people that are just casual uh, ticket holders are going to say, "Forget it, uh, it's not worth going."
1: Yeah. Well, no, that's yeah. fair comment for sure. Yeah. People can vote with their dollar. That's often the most effective thing you can do. Yeah four nothing kings over the oilers tonight we have brandon on the line hey brandon hey fellas how's it going dude okay buddy good hey for long time listener
0: first time caller thank you um so i'm trying to get to the point here um i guess the first thing that st- stood out to me was uh three nothing right off the hop um mcdavis getting up the ice out a Doughty elbows him in the chin uh goes off he's laughing on the bench uh there's there's no reaction from it. The coach had just, Hitchcock had just called out the team for the bottom end players not contributing, not scoring. So the concern was, uh, you know, not to not to be scored on. But here's a time where you can step up. Clifford Kyle, Clifford's in the lineup. You can step up and you can pick a fight and that can change the tide of the game. It's a way of stepping up, showing some leadership, not coming from McDavid, Nugent Hopkins or Troy Seidel and turning the tide and nothing's done, you know? Now he dump in this corner and and hit him r- run him, rough him up, let him you know let him know you're there and that didn't happen, and it was just disappointing. there was just no emotion and the, the one of the other callers that said it's no pride and it was just it was just disheartening to watch it was hard, it was you know that's just it's difficult it was a difficult game to watch yeah. then the other thing is just a couple of things I've noticed with Paul Yarvey, is he can skate he but he gets he doesn't he won't finish a uh, won't finish a check he gets he skates there. Instead of hitting the guy, rubbing him out, he turns away and skates the other way. So, I don't know. I'd like to get your comments on it. Uh, I think, I, every, I think every,
1: honestly, Brandon, I think you were bang on with everything. Thanks for calling, man. Hope to hear from you again. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. got to take a quick timeout. Uh, we're going to rattle through some calls quickly because we do have to close at midnight tonight. Oilers stink. They lose 4 nothing to the Kings. Game presented by Osmond Auction. You're listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line.
0: Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Austin Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line
1: on Oilers
0: Radio,
1: 6.30 chair. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight, 11.52. The Oilers with only 16 shots on goal tonight. They are shut out for nothing by the L.A. Kings. Face-off trivia, Chris, the winner, he goes into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 prepaid Visa gift card courtesy Alpine Credits. Homeowners get approved alpinecredits.ca. Who was the coach of the L.A. Kings when Wayne Gretzky was sold there in 1988? It was Robbie Fatorik. Okay, we want to bang off uh, the final guys here before we call it a night. Jonathan, you got a minute. Go ahead.
11: Uh, good evening, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say with the uh, uh, Kyle Clifford goal, that's the type of goal I want to see from Lucic, Brodyak, Kera, Pugliarby, and Drysaddle. I think that they are big enough Um they can be strong enough on their skates to be uh power forwards and make power forward moves like that. Uh secondly there was no killer instinct tonight. I think they underplayed the um, the uh Kings tonight. They saw a team at the bottom of the standings and they figured that it was going to be a cakewalk. Unfortunately uh they uh proved to be more of a handful than possible. Uh to, more than they could handle. Uh lastly, uh when is there going to be a captain's meeting? You hear them all the time. Uh, Andrew Perrins had one. Uh, Jason Smith had one. Bill Guerin had one. Why is there not a a, a more vocal McDavid?
2: Um, <laughs> different players are differently different ways. Just because you don't hear about captains' meetings doesn't mean there aren't captains meetings. I, I have no idea if there's been one or not, but we don't hear everything that happens in the dressing room.
1: All right, Darren, go ahead. Got about a minute for you, buddy. Hey guys, uh Robbie
4: Petork actually if I remember right, he was uh last guy, I think, the bench gresky and he got fired, so
1: anyway. No <laughs> You're right, yeah. But
4: but you know what? Um, I'm gonna go back with Pulliarby. You guys are talking that Lucic and all that. Like let's let's get real here. You got guys like um uh, Dry you know, He's he's gotta he's gotta pull his own weight. I know you guys like him, this and that, whatever. McDavid is the best player in the world. And let's just get down to the point. I'll just I'll just say this. Uh, the coach said he's dangerous and reckless. Hitch. He says he's dangerous and reckless. Even 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 McDavid is like I like the first one, but the second one, I don't know what he's talking about. So anyway, I'll just get on because we only got about thirty seconds here. Tonight, 3 nothing, 10 minutes left in the game. You watch that play with, with Nurse. That guy is the worst defenseman, not offensively, but defensively. Check it out. He does this over and over and over. And his play on that defensive goal on the fourth goal, even though it's fourth goal, you check it. It's at the 10-minute mark. My point is their defense sucks. It always has sucked. They still need to – they can get rid of cell. They can get rid of Hawkins, uh, um, but they still have McDavid. You can work with it. You need defense. They need defense. But anyway, boys, check it. Ten minutes, I'm, all the listeners,
1: all right. ten minutes. Thanks, first, Darren. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, got to say good night. We're back tomorrow at 4.30 in the afternoon. For the face-off show, the game will start at 6. The Oilers will try to do much better than they did today, losing 4-0 to the Los Angeles Kings. You can get more on 630Ched.com. Thanks to Patrick Bauer. He's our studio producer. Oilers Hockey, presented by Osmond Auction. You've been listening to Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Have a good night.